Thanks, Pastor Gary. I always love hearing the uh, the younger generation share their heart. And uh, I, I remember uh, myself um, not too many years ago. I'll say I'll dig the same hole that Gary was digging. So you've still got things from uh, several months ago floating around in my in my Bible. The words that we all got one one time. I think ended up with a few. I think I just went around to all the seats and grabbed all the spare ones. Needed more words from God, but uh, no, good morning, my name is Matt, um, it's great to be able to share with you today, um, unfortunately my wife can't be here today, she's not feeling too well, but my daughter Charlotte uh, has been able to come and uh, encourage me, and I've got Josh up the back, who, uh, who will turn the sound off if I go for too long, so um, I'll keep it short and sharp, but um, no, it's, uh, it's great to be able to share with you and <coughs> have this opportunity uh, to share this morning, um, I'm just going to read from Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. Uh, we'll be up on the screen, um, but uh, if you do have a Bible handy, whether it's on your phone, iPad, uh, or the physical uh, paper version, um, I encourage you to grab that out um, And as we work through this. It's been great this morning that the, the word fire has, has come up. Uh, several times and uh, and we're really believing that the fire of God is going to do something significant. He already has done this morning. That consecration that we pushed into earlier, the worship, the, the, the fire in our veins. Fire is a significant thing in our world today. Um, it can be a, a great thing when we're sitting in front of it in the middle of winter, keeping warm, toasting marshmallows, that sort of thing. Unfortunately, we also know in our country it's also something that can bring complete devastation and destruction. But the thing, the fire of God is a, is a good thing. Um, and even when we're going through the heat of the fire, uh, God is doing deep work in us. He's burning away the things that are not of him, that are not needed. And so when we declare the fire of God upon us, I'm really asking God to come and just burn up in me, burn with passion, burn with fire, burn with heat, burn with the, that, that word that we can bring uh, to, to those that we meet. And I just really want to encourage you today as we read through this, um, look at the life of Moses and what, what occurred to him when he came face to face with the fire of God. And uh, so we just... Verse, we'll just read through 3, 1 to 5. I'm reading from the NASB if it's a little bit different. It should be the same as what's up on the screen though. Now Moses was pastoring the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There's the mountain again. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvellous sight, why the bush is not, is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him, from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. Let's just pray for a moment. Loving God, we just thank you for the word, the word that you give to us and the word that speaks to us 
And we ask that you would indeed uh, unveil uh, our eyes to see, unveil our ears to hear you this morning through your word as as myself speaks and as Joe comes and speaks and everything that we're already hearing from this morning, Lord. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would have your way with us. We ask that you would ignite something deep within us as we're even challenged through the words of Samantha, Lord God, just that we would be able to, uh, to, to be able to speak the gospel that's on our heart, the gospel of Jesus Christ that's in our hearts, that we would burn so strong, that we would burn so bright for, for you, Father God, and we would see this nation turn to you. We just thank you for this, Lord God, but just speak to us now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Whew. Keep the pace steady. Just wanted to you see that, uh, starting verse 1, Moses was just going about his day. He was just doing his thing. He was a shepherd. He was looking after his father's sheep, going about his day, caring for them. Nothing abnormal. Might have been a day like today and they were actually seeking, seeking shelter. Um, but, uh, but it was nothing out of the unusual. So I want you to think for a moment. Think about your own life. What you do every day. Where do you go every day? Where it's work, school, home, down the shops, recreation, uh, volunteering in the community, whatever you do, God wants to encounter you and me in these places. He doesn't want a day to go by. He doesn't want a night to go by where we're not encountering something of him. So just let that sit with you for a moment as we go through this. We can be like the world, we can just go about our business. We can just do our thing, seeking our own direction, our own purpose, our own plans, fulfilling what we desire. But that's not what God wants, because he wants us to fulfill his plans and his purposes and his will while we're going about doing the things that he's called us to do. And that's when he will encounter us, when we're seeking him in all these things. Everybody out there is just doing as they please. But we want to be different. We want to be like this bush that burns bright and and remains. And that people will walk past and see and stop and acknowledge. In verse 2 it says there, The angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within the bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. And, And when I was preparing this, I was really thinking about us. Who are we as the body? The body of believers, the church of today, Christians, ones who are really seeking to be Christ in our world. And and we can do this together, but it's important that we do this together. We are one. We are one because Christ is in us. We are one because he is in us. We are in him. And we need to remember these things. We need to remember that we are one. Although we are different, some tall, some short, we're male, female, older, younger, it doesn't matter. But we are one in him. And we need to remember that. We need to hold on to that. That is precious in our world today. Division is always knocking at the door. And things like COVID and whatever bring division. And we've seen that. And many of us have, have stories where, where we've had this happen. But we need to remember that we are one. We come together with all the other believers around the world, billions of believers, we are one because of Christ. And we need to remember that. And sometimes we need to let the little things go, maybe little things that annoy us, maybe, maybe just the, the, um, 
just the attitude of someone that maybe just grates on you. Well, maybe you need to acknowledge that and maybe you need to seek God in that. So I just there's some little things that go on in me and I just know that, that God wants to do a work in us as the body because for us to be a burning bush, for us to burn bright, for us to be like that picture where the world just wants to sit and see and acknowledge and, and watch and learn and, and be warmed by it and, and um, have food cooked over it and that sort of stuff. As the church, we can be these things, but we've got to come together or else the world just sees us as no different to them. The burning bush remained. The angel of the Lord came and rested in that bush and burned the bush, but the bush remained. And I really see that prophetically this is a picture of the church, that the church, the, the hotter it burns, the, the stronger it gets. The, the, the brighter it burns, the more people will actually see it and want to know about it and want to encounter it and, and, and be around that bush. So no matter what the world is saying, we can still burn bright and we can remain, and we will remain. And I really sense that in, in my spirit that as I was preparing this, that, that we as a church, this burning bush, that, and I know it's not a bush, it's just a fire, but pretend, pretend there's a bush in there. But we, we, we are that bush that is burning bright for God. And we will remain. Prophetically, I declare that we will remain. And I don't want you just sitting there this morning. You've come along. It's a bit wet and miserable. We thank God for the rain because the garden needed it. Um, I haven't set my sprinkler system up yet, and I'm out there. We're out there nearly every day watering sometimes. But uh, it's nice to have the rain. But um, but I really want you to to really engage with what God is saying to you this morning. He has a word for each of you this morning. Encounter that bush here this morning, because it takes time, and we need to draw aside to see it. When we're on fire for God, people will acknowledge you. When you're in your workplace or in your school or wherever you go and you're on fire for the things of God, people will acknowledge you. They will say there is something different about you. That's the open door because then they'll say, what is different about you? Then you can tell them. It's Jesus. It's, it's salvation. It's whatever is on your heart and he will give you the words to speak. But you've got to be different. If we're the same as them, no one will see see any different but I really believe that there is a there is a season of disruption coming and I say that after two years of total disruption but I believe for us as Christians and us in the church that there is a season of disruption coming that is going to that is going to draw our hearts together to to net knit together tighter and tighter because we're going to have to or else the world is going to pull us apart. Politically, there is a division that is seeking to divide the churches. It's already happening in some, but we need to hold on tighter and tighter together. And I really want you to engage with the Spirit and what the Spirit is saying in this, that we cannot let this disruption tear us apart, but it would actually bring us together. So I really ask, Holy Spirit, that you would lead us in this. But, once the, but what once seemed normal is, is going to and natural will become supernatural. Hear what I'm saying this morning. What was once normal and, and natural is going to become supernatural. And we're going to see the things of God happening more and more as we go about, go about our day. When you're going to get a sense in your heart to pray for someone, you're going to pray for them because you're going to step out in faith and believe that God will back you up. He's a loving Father and He will be there to, to, to move through you when you pray. You might not see a result right then and there, 
but he will, he will move upon that person's heart and you need to believe for that. Verse 3 goes on, So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. I really believe that people are going to be drawn to the things of God. Our world is getting tired of the normal. We hear it every day. People are going, they're wanting to go faster in things. They're wanting to go further in things. They're, they're wanting to go to, the, not only go to the moon now, but we want to go to Mars. And we want to settle on Mars. We're, we're, the world is seeking more. They're, they're not happy with the, the normal life anymore. And we have an opportunity to actually bring things that are even further out of this world to Mars. That we can actually settle in a place called eternity. We can settle in a place called heaven here on earth. And we're called to declare heaven on earth. We're called to bring heaven into our daily lives. And that is a huge revelation. And that's something I'm wrestling in my life for more and more every day. But we really need to push into these things because the world is hungry. The world is hungry for things that are out of this world. And the things of God remain. That's the beauty of it. The things of God remain. No matter what. Verse 4 goes on, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, there was intrigue from Moses, he was looking, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here I am. Just like we've come this morning, God desires connection. God desires connection with us as his people, as his children. And we come this morning to connect with him. We don't just come to, and we also come to connect with each other, but we come to connect with him so that we can then go out into this world, continuing to connect with him and then connecting with others in such a way. But the three words that Moses said are very, very dangerous. Here I am. And it's said several times throughout the Bible where people are speaking to God and they say, here I am. It is a, it is a, it is a dangerous set of words and connection because when you say to God, here I am, there is an openness for you then to step into that as a vessel or, or, or that God can then use, as a, as a son, as a daughter that God can use. It's a willingness to open your hands up and open your heart up and say, here I am. Allow, allow him to use you. So don't say those words lightly unless you want your life to be turned right side up, as Pastor Gary said before, for the things of God. The thing that really occurred to me in reading this, Moses took the time. He was going about the sheep and he probably had sheep running everywhere or whatever, but he took the time to see the bush. He actually drew aside from what he was doing and acknowledged. Time is a valuable thing in our, in our world today. And there's been a couple of times where I've, I've been challenged to, to step out and to take time. We're rushing around, got kids, got work, whatever. One time I was at the shops and we were doing some shopping and, and there, was a, there was a father there and he had a, I think it was like a two-year-old daughter just holding, they were doing the shopping. You could see that she had quite a serious skin uh, disease. Um, she didn't have much hair and, and her skin was red raw. And, and I just that, that compassion inside me, that Christ in me, thought, and we've dealt with similar things in, in our family. And so I was drawn to that. And I had to wrestle. I had to have that three seconds of, of faith and um, push the doubt aside. And I went over and I said, look, I can see that um, she's obviously not comfortable and you guys are struggling through some things. Um, I'm a Christian. Can I just pray for, pray for her? He was, 
he was okay, um, and, and he, he said, yep, and, and I just put my hand on I just prayed healing, life, restoration of her skin, and just declared that, and then, and then just said, um, just a little conversation, and then I think his wife and other kids came over, and, and there was a little bit of an awkwardness there, that who are you talking to these, to my husband and daughter, and, and we said, thanks very much, and I, and I left. Now, I didn't see full restoration of her skin, don't know what happened, but I trusted God that he would work in their life. That's all I could do in that time. But I had to take the time. It took probably two minutes of me out of my, out of my time. Um, helping a neighbour, taking the dog for a walk. Uh, there were some neighbours trying to move a tank into the back of their yard. Now, I could see that they were struggling a bit. I had the dog. He's not the easiest dog to walk. But um, I, I said, look, can I, can I help you? I said, I'm happy to help you, but I'm going to need someone to hold the dog. So the lady came over. And uh, she, she held on to him and I helped them move the, the tank around the backyard. We were able to work out a couple of things to make it a bit easier. Um, it was a point of connection for me because now when I walk past their home, I'm saying hi. Um, a couple of weeks later, the guy actually said, oh, hang on a sec. He came out. He gave me a six-pack of beer. He said, thanks very much for your help the other week. We couldn't have done it without you. So I was walking all the way home with a six-pack of beer. But, uh, <laughs> but um, the neighbours probably thinking what's going on. But, um, but it was a point of connection with this young couple that's just moved into our estate. Um, So there's other stories in the Bible. Jesus with the woman at the well. um, Jesus calling the little children unto him, although the disciples were rushing people away. Jesus was calling the uh, children to him. And we cannot rush where it comes to the things of God. We need to take the time to stop and focus on the things of God and allow him to speak to us. Um, What's another five minutes? in our life. I know there's been times at home with our family where we're busy and, and I'm one to keep on going. I'm one to just keep on doing life and, and, and letting things roll but sometimes I need to take time or I need to give time for our family to connect. For, for the kids when they come home late from youth group or whatever, they need to have time to connect with their mother and just share what's going on and sometimes I'll cut across that because I want to get to bed, I want them to get to bed, and that sort of thing, all good reasons but I need to give time and space. So that's something that God convicts me of regularly and then verse 5 do not come any closer God said take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground God knew the heart of Moses God knows your heart God knows your heart he knows your fears he knows your doubts he knows your passions your desires your strengths your weaknesses but he knew Moses' heart. And Moses, out of honour for, for, for God, for his creator, he took his shoes off. This, taking off your shoes is a sign of reverence, dignity, of respect. But there was an intimacy there. That, that bare skin on the ground, on the holy ground, there was intimacy there with Moses and, and God. And God is calling us into those places of intimacy, of connection, of going deeper. And sometimes it's doing strange things like taking your shoes off in a, in a strange place. Speaking to someone that you've never met before. As I, as I wrap things up and, and, uh, and Joe prepares to, to come and share, this is a really, I really want you to catch it, this is a prophetic image of the church, of who we are as the body. That we are burning, that we will be burning bright. We will not be diminished. The bush will not burn up that we will remain.
people are going about their lives and we need to draw their attention, we need to draw their eyes to the things of God. We need to draw their hearts to the things of God. There are angelic visitations coming. Believe for that. Believe that an angel will encounter you in the bush that it will burn bright and it will not burn up. It will be out of this world. Something unusual, something supernatural. The holy ground is symbolic of the times that we live in. But I just wonder, do you see it? Do you hear it? Do you hear God's voice? If you don't, talk to someone. And so I, can't, I just don't hear God's voice. Talk to someone. Talk to one of the pastoral team, one of your leaders. Talk to a friend who has journeyed with you in Christ. And say, so I want to hear God's voice. Ask and you will receive. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And are you willing to have your life interrupted supernaturally by the things of God? I just ask, just commit to one thing this week. In your, in your heart now, just think, there is something that you could do this week that is out of this world that you would not normally do. Whether it's a workplace or at home, whether it's just praying for someone, whether actually just in your own quiet time, praying for someone, for some of us that's a step. It might be actually physically praying for someone. Our going out of your way, stepping out in faith, I tell you it's, it, it takes a lot. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And it's still a challenge for me. I'm not speaking from a place of confidence by any means. But I, I wrestle through this and seek that God will do this in me. Pray for someone. Serve someone. Take a meal. Take a bunch of flowers. Just make someone a tea or a coffee in the workplace. Do something to serve and connect. Connect in a way that you wouldn't normally connect. Ask a question. Don't say, good morning. And if you ask, how are you? Be prepared to stand there and ask, how are you? Really, how are you this morning? But believe me, that can go a whole number of different ways. Then be prepared for that because that's the opportunity you can then speak. I was going to pray for, for this and, uh, and then Joe can come up and share. Loving God, we just uh, thank you that you challenge our hearts. Thank you that we are, as the body believes, we are a burning bush, burning bright for you, Lord Jesus. And we ask that you would encounter us in such a way that, that people would go past, that they would see this place on fire, that they would see our homes on fire, that they would see our lives on fire, that they would see people burning for you and they'd be drawn to it. They'd come to a place of reverence and they'd come to a place of, of honour and, and, and really want to seek to remove their shoes in such a way because of the connection that they have with you, loving God. So we just thank you for this and we, just, uh, we look forward to what you are going to continue to do in this place in the coming days. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Ask Joe to come forward. And I just, uh, as Joe comes forward, we've not been here that long. It's only probably been about six months or something we've been here. So I've not known Joe that long. But in the time I've known Joe, seen her capacity to influence this community in a major way. I've seen her, pa her passion and desire to influence each of you in a major way. And it's influencing me in, in a way that I'm greatly encouraged by what Joe brings. I love her communion talks. I've learned so much more about Hebrew and, and, and some of those things. It's, it's awesome to have that influence and hear these things. But I really want you to give Joe the, the uh, give your ears to what she has to say because here is a young lady that is burning bright. I tell you, she's the burning bush in, the, in our community and it's great to be able to have what you share for us today. Thank you, Matt. Wow. 
That was an amazing message. It's great. I love it when God speaks. Those burning bush moments are just so life-changing. I don't know if you've had any moments like that before. Maybe you haven't seen anything physically catch on fire or any physical manifestations, but you've had that moment where God just speaks to you and you're like, oh my gosh. I've had a few of those moments. And sometimes I'll admit, especially in the past couple of years, it's been, okay, I had that moment and God, what you said and what's happening and when are you going to do that? And you're just sort of tapping your feet and trying to stay excited still and then you sort of get a bit downhearted about it and it's like, when it's going to happen, God? And you begin to lose that excitement. Has that happened to anyone? Yeah? Mm -hmm. And we, you know, I mean, a couple weeks into the new year now, it's, you know, crazy to think, but we use that new year as, oh, this is going to be the year of, and I've I've made that declaration this year as well. Um, Laugh, dance, feast is for me. But we make these declarations and then, or, you know, New Year's, setting New Year's resolutions. Who's done that? Anyone done that this year? Not many. One hand. (laughs) I think that's kind of telling of the times, right? Okay, who hasn't done it because, well, these last couple of years have been a bit rubbish and what's the point? Is anyone in that boat? Yeah? And, you know, even if those who have set the resolutions and you get a few weeks into the year and, whoops, I've already messed it up. Can I tell you that it's all right? Because God's mercies are new every morning. We don't have to wait for the new year to do our resolutions. We don't have to wait for the new year to declare a new word and a new something over our lives. God's mercies are new every morning. It says that in Lamentations 3, 22 to 24, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. So if you've lost your hope because of life just getting you down and you haven't seen those promises yet, the Lord is your portion. Say to your soul, I will hope in him because the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end and they are new every morning. And you know what? If you can't wait till the morning... The Jewish day, the biblical day, starts at sundown. So you got then as well. Any single moment, guys, God's mercies are there for our taking. So part of, you know, all these promises that I get, I've got a prophecy wall um, right outside my bedroom door. As I come out, I see it there. And I've got probably these little coloured squares. I poured a packet of coloured paper and some Sharpies. And I scribbled, well, 
very nicely, actually. I wanted to put some effort into this. All these little prophetic words that I'd been given, um, you know, Bible passages and just all these different things. One of them just says, raw. And all these are up, I've got about 20, 30 of them, all on the wall. And they are declaring God's promises of what he's given to me. Now, um, I've got the little the cards that Matt was talking about. Mine is up there. And I love it because my word that I got was hope. And when I got that card, I was looking at this card last year and thinking, yeah, that's for me because I need hope. At that time, I didn't feel the hope. I still believed these promises. I still firmly believe these promises. And please, please remember that just because you don't feel it doesn't mean you don't have faith. Faith isn't a feeling. Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. That's Hebrews 11 verse 1. But still, I was, I wanted to be excited about these things. These were amazing, huge things. And yet, I couldn't feel it. I know one day God is going to heal me. And not just from the things, you know, the physical things you can see, but I've been going through a lot of health issues this past couple of years, which has left me in bed, you know, for a few days at a time, in severe pain, even with strong painkillers. And I just get to this point of, Lord, when are you going to heal me? Why can't I feel it? And not only did I start to lose the excitement, I began to feel the fear of, what if this will never change? And in those moments, in those dark moments when you cannot see the light and you're in pain, you're distressed, you're suffering and you feel, God, what is going on? Why am I not seeing what it says in your word? And those voices come and whisper in your head, it's never going to change. You're never going to see it. This is all that life is going to be. You've got to stand on those words even when you don't feel the hope. But, there's always a but. You see, it was January 4, just a couple of weeks ago, and I'm just getting ready for bed. Not even in a spiritual moment. It's not, you know, in my prayer or worship time. I'm just brushing my teeth or something. And suddenly, I get this word in my head. And I know God's speaking to me. It was so clear. It was very specific. It was very strong. And it was urgent. And suddenly, I'm like, oh my gosh. And there was the hope. And since then, when I've been reading my Bible, God's just been like, bam, 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 giving me this list of instructions of things to do to prepare for all those promises that I've got on my board. And suddenly, I'm excited again. So I believe today, I declare today, that God is going to restore your hope. You see, we get into that moment of that all we can see is the fear. And there's a lot of fear going around at the moment. There is a lot of fear. And it's hard to look at the truth when that is yelling at you from every single angle. And here's one for the Star Wars fans. <laughs> because they, you know, Yoda says fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. 
Hate leads to suffering. Suffering leads to the dark side. And where, you know, where all we see is that dark side. And we cannot see the light, the light. And we're stuck in that dark side, in that suffering. There is so much fear. There is so much anger and hate. There is so much suffering. But my word says, Romans 5, suffering leads to perseverance. Perseverance, character. Character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because the love of God is poured into our hearts through the spirit that he has given us. Has the last word. The dark side does not. Because the light, the light was there from the very beginning. God had a plan from the very beginning. John 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in that beginning. Without him, nothing was made and everything was made through him. In him was a life. And that life was the light to all men. And the light shone in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The dark side does not win, guys. It's not even a balance of the force. No, the light wins. The darkness has not overcome it. And I love in the footnotes of the Bible, it says that overcome can also be translated as understood. So not only does the darkness lose, it doesn't even comprehend what the light is. How is that for power? I declare hope over you today. See, one word is all it takes. Let's look at that burning bush moment. See, you know, Moses actually knew, even before then, while he was growing up in Egypt, he knew that he was going to be Israel's deliverer. If you read um, about all the faith, the faith chapter in Hebrews and all the, you know, Abraham, Isaac, all of those guys, it says Moses knew that he would deliver the people. But he killed a guy. He ran away 40 years in the desert. I think he probably had lost his hope. But one moment, and he too was just doing a normal everyday thing, just watching the sheep. But then suddenly comes the fire, comes the hope, and he begins to believe again. And so he goes back to the people and tells them, this is what God has said to you. Fear not, for I am with you. I am the God of your, you know, Isaac, Abraham and Jacob, your father Abraham. And he's saying that God is going to deliver the people. I was reading this just yesterday, so it works in so well. I love how God does that. But there was a line there that said, the people could not believe him because of their slavery and suffering. But God, God delivered them. He brought them out of slavery. He brought them out of Egypt. And even when they were in the wilderness for 40 years... He provided for them. God was with them every day. 
a pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. Their clothes did not wear out and they were fed from heaven. God was with them to give them hope. And even when they faced those giants at Jericho, God brought the walls down. And there's a verse in Joshua after, you know, he, he calls the people, Joshua's got his, got his end of leading, his, you know, coming to the end of his life and he says to the people, he recounts all these things that God did and he says, every promise has been fulfilled. Not one of them has failed. So my friends, if you have been given a promise, keep on believing it. Write it down. Even if you don't feel it, keep on declaring it because you will get your moment where God will restore your hope. And I believe, I declare that that is going to happen today. So as we get the worship team to come back up, we're going to do some worship and we're just going to let God love on us and enter that holy ground and allow him to restore that fire and that hope and that excitement into our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are a good God, that you are a God of hope. Lord, that your mercies are new every morning, that they never come to an end. Thank you, God. So firstly, I want to speak to anyone here, anyone on, um, watching online. If you have never felt that hope before, if you want to experience God, if you want to give your life to Him and find that hope, find that love that is so readily available for you, I want you to stick up your hand right now. Is there anyone here today? Nice and high so we can see. Come on, be brave. And if there's anyone online, please leave us a comment. Get in touch with us on our website so we can get some resources into your hands. Let's stand, people. The altar today is open. If you need prayer or if you need a fresh fire or a fresh hope, the altar is open for you today. Or even if you have hope, and have fire, and you just want more, come on down, because there is enough to go around. That's what I love about God. He is, there's more than enough. So please, if you want to come down, I really encourage you, press in, press in. This is holy ground. Like Moses did, he turned aside to the bush. He didn't go, oh, that's nice, and walk away. He stayed. He stayed in the presence of God. So please, people, come out front. Let's sing this song and let's declare God's goodness. Let's declare his hope, his future for us. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you for the time we've spent in your presence. We thank you for the encouragement. We thank you for the life that flows through us as a result of being in your presence. Father, we just thank you for this incredible week and opportunities that we have ahead of us this week to shine for you as well and that we go out 
with our hearts full of hope, knowing that you're with us in all that we do as well. So we just commit our week to you. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you've spoken to us today. In Jesus' mighty name. God's people said, Amen. Can we give Matt and Joe a hand for their messages this morning? just want to encourage you that you are a city on a hill. You've been lit up to light up your world and you've been given hope to bring hope to other people around about. Have a great week. God bless. Don't forget next Sunday, Mission Sunday. Look forward to seeing you all there. God bless.